3: Committed is a production of iHeartRadio. I feel like every couple I know has this fantasy of quitting their corporate jobs and finding a way to make a living doing what they love. Nick and I have a fantasy about opening a bookstore, wine bar, cheese, and chocolate shop together. It's all of the things that I love under one roof. But for most people, Nick and I included, it's a fantasy. Rich and Sarah Combs have turned that fantasy into a reality. In 2013, they quit their fancy corporate jobs in San Francisco to renovate an old house in Southern California. It was right outside Joshua Tree National Park. And they thought they'd just use it as a base for them to freelance, telecommute. But Rich and Sarah were so successful in that renovation, so successful in promoting that house, that they were able to open it up for full-time rentals. Pretty soon after that, they were renovating another property in Joshua Tree, and then another, and then another outside Saguaro National Park in Arizona. That one's an inn, and it opened a couple months ago. It's absolutely breathtaking. Rich and Sarah have managed to leave behind the rat race. They've embraced the open landscapes, the slow living, the good life. I'm Joe Piazza. This is Committed. Sarah and Rich were just kids when they first met. Literally, they were 13. This was the early 2000s, and they started their relationship the way most relationships started in the early 2000s, chatting online. Here's a real blast from the past from Rich.
4: My town used ICQ, and then Sarah's town used AIM. So we were kind of chatting on both, but eventually we just switched over to AIM.
2: You've got mail. They
3: talked about everything on Instant Messenger, including how much they both loved to draw. So when they met in real life, they decided to take a drawing class together.
5: We never expected to get married or anything like that. We've always been drawn to working on projects together, too. Even when we were in high school, we were always dreaming up these businesses that we were going to start together, making T-shirts or like our own um, home goods collection and things like that.
3: They both ended up at the same art school in Baltimore and stayed together the entire time. After that, their careers took them to San Francisco, where they both got jobs as web designers. Rich proposed to Sarah a year after they moved to the Bay Area.
1: I mean, being
4: together for, I think at the time we were together for like seven or eight years or something, uh, dating. So I had a pretty good inkling that she would say yes, but I was still just so incredibly nervous that I kept on bringing her to different spots, just being like, no, this one's not right. This one's not right. And then finally, like at the end of the day, Sarah's like, let's just go home. She knew that when we're walking down this path. And then I see like kind of another like small path off that main path. And then it led to this really awesome spot, like looking over the ocean and the cliffs and stuff. And that's where I just like mumbled the words because I was so nervous and proposed.
5: <laughs> yeah, it was very sweet. Yeah. He knew 100% that I would say yes, but. It's just yeah. one of those
4: moments, though, that like, I don't know, it's just, there's so much pressure because you want to make it like a really special moment. And yeah, makes you nervous.
3: They got married in the same New England church that Rich's grandparents had been married in decades earlier.
5: It was before Pinterest and all that, so we kind of did our own DIY wedding where we had this empty venue and then we chose everything and mixed and matched all of our pieces and had fun little themes and everything. But before yeah. before all the help that now exists.
4: Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think planning. like all of our friends are able to use Pinterest and get inspiration yeah. from that. And then and you guys that- are
5: spoiled.
3: Now Rich and Sarah had these really good jobs in San Francisco. Web designers are always in high demand. But
5: it wasn't what they loved. We started craving working with our hands and getting off of our
4: computers. We wanted to work on our own projects again. Working in San Francisco was really inspiring, but at the same time, it was always for somebody else. And we were really craving uh, creating something that we were really passionate about.
5: Then the same question with what we were working on was, is this what we want to do forever? And if the answer is no, which it was at the time, then... Now's as good as time to leave as any.
3: We're going to take a quick break here. Be right
1: back.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com.
3: Rich and Sarah were ready to make a change. They knew they'd regret it if they didn't. After a lot of talking and a lot of planning, they finally did it. They quit their jobs, took on freelance projects, and just started traveling to clear their minds.
5: We actually went on a cross-country road trip, and we were working while traveling, so we'd kind of spend each day driving in the morning, taking an afternoon hike, and then staying at a motel and just working for the evening.
3: It was during that trip that they landed in Joshua Tree. If you haven't been to Joshua Tree, it's a kind of desert wilderness paradise. It looks a little like something you'd find on one of those planets in Star Trek with its red dirt roads and alien-looking trees.
5: It wasn't actually at that time something we were thinking of doing full-time. It was more just wanting a shift in perspective or a place to reset.
4: Creative retreat.
5: After... Almost a full year of traveling across the country, living in New York for a little bit, going and traveling through Southeast Asia, we came back, and it was like a magnet straight back to Joshua Tree. And we started looking for a place that we could call our own, and with that craving of wanting to work with our hands, we found this house that we could work on. After months and months of searching and trying to find the perfect one. The one that we ended up getting just was this Craigslist ad with really tiny bad photos and somehow we <laughs> we jumped and knew it was the one.
4: Yeah, I was, when Sarah found it on Craigslist I was in the shower and Sarah just comes like running in screaming and I thought that a family member had died or something because <laughs> <laughs> of her reaction and then she showed me it and we just fell in love with that house right away. We sent an email to the person, and the person didn't respond for like three or four weeks or something. It yeah. was a really long time. She yeah. was like, I, I didn't think anyone was going to respond to this ad. And yeah, then
5: we're, we're trying not to get our hopes up.
4: Yeah, we assumed that somebody else had taken it. And then she gave us a call randomly one day. And it was actually, we were planning on coming down to Josh Tree to look at some other houses like the next day anyway. So it was kind of perfect timing. We were the first person that she had called that came to look at the house and we just immediately said that we wanted it. And,
5: and it was for sale directly by the owner. So, and we had never bought any property before. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we're just on a, on a phone call with her. Okay, hi, we want to get the house. How do we do this? Yeah, and she was the sweetest
4: (laughs) person. She just walked us through it. She had also bought it directly from the previous owner, so she really liked that continuing that tradition with the house. She was really, really awesome.
3: The house was built in 1949. Spanish Hacienda-style, terracotta roof tiles, cement floors. There were two bedrooms, two bathrooms on two acres with over 100 different Joshua trees.
4: It had really great bones, and for... A first project, it was really awesome because it didn't need like any major construction. It was just, uh, it just needed to be freshened up. It was mostly just really focusing on interior design, freshening up the house with paint and updating a few areas, doing some plantings and so on. It's really a great first project for us, getting our hands dirty.
5: Mm -hmm. And then we got addicted from there and wanted to do more.
3: Anyone who's ever watched a couple hours of Fixer Upper totally gets that feeling. That pull to be this real-life Chip and Joanna Gaines. Rich and Sarah were now living their dream. And slowly but surely, their dream was becoming a business. Once they got it in good shape, they were able to run out the Joshua House.
5: It became um, booked to the point where we couldn't really schedule time there ourselves anymore. And we just loved being here so much that we started looking at other places and craving even a little bit more rural area.
3: And so they did it all over again.
5: We found this other property with a house and a guest house, and that's when we ended up moving to Joshua Tree full-time, was this property just felt like a place we could not leave. And when we tried to leave and go back to the city, it was always like dragging our feet.
3: How was your relationship through all this? Were you guys always on the same page about the work you were doing?
5: As artists, we've always been kind of the opposite. He's much more of the detailed-oriented one, and I think more in terms of the overall feeling of a space or piece or whatever it is that we're working on. So there is always this tug and pull back and forth between the two of us where I think where we meet in the middle is actually what makes a lot of our projects
4: work work
5: yeah like it's what makes us and become in love with the final outcome of a lot of these projects that we work on together so yeah of course there's always a little bit of like oh I think it should be this way and then he thinks it should be another way but then it's that space in the middle that we end up that yeah we just would never have been able to arrive at that on our own Somebody had mentioned to me something about two sets of eyes in life are better than one. And I feel that that has been true for us.
3: We're going to take a quick break here. Be right back.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com.
5: One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK
0: cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to
1: remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com.
3: wanted to know more about how this became a viable business. A lot of people think they can do something like this, and there's days when I think I can do something like this. Think I can renovate a property, make it beautiful, find enough people who want to rent it out, actually make money off of it. But At the end of the day, you have to make a living.
4: The Joshua House, the first house that we did, we, we were really just doing it for ourselves as like a creative retreat, so everyone was kind of telling us, like, oh, just, like, filled the house with Ikea furniture and and stuff, but we just felt like that had no soul, but like a lot of people were telling us that that's what we should do. We were like, no, we're designing this for ourselves. This is like our retreat. We, We want this to be, to feel like home for us when we come down here and like split our time down here. While doing that, we kind of created an Instagram mostly for family and friends to kind of follow along with what we were doing here on the renovations.
5: And also out of a personal craving, when we were away, we were craving being able to see photos of Joshua Tree because we always missed it so much. So we were kind of like, okay, well, we'll just do that for other people, too. Mm -hmm. And then it just became more than we ever imagined it would. But I think because it just came out of a place of love and something we were so passionate about.
3: That Instagram account became incredibly popular. I mean, how could it not? Desert landscapes, weird trees, interiors as gorgeous as the sunsets. And look, we live in a time when Instagram gets people excited about travel. It was that account that led to bookings of the Joshua Tree House on Airbnb.
5: When the first house started renting, well, when we weren't there, which was our, our initial goal, was just to cover the mortgage and try and pay back some of our renovation costs. But when it started renting so well, we thought, okay, other people are also craving what we were craving. And then we decided to continue that path because really we love creating spaces together a lot more than we enjoyed creating web design projects together. It's something a bit more permanent and creating This emotional response and experiences, we just are completely in love with it. So I think just out of that, we kept going and it's been a transition through the last few years of slowly phasing out our old work and then phasing in these new projects. And we only just got to the point of being able to work on this full time last year. So it's still a fairly new thing. Whenever something feels right in our gut, we jump into it.
3: Their next project is an inn in Tucson, Arizona, on the outskirts of Saguaro National Park.
5: It's on 40 acres, and it has 10 bedrooms, and it's over 10,000 square feet, and has these crazy outdoor spaces, and it's just so massive that it's so overwhelming to think about because we, des- we love designing every little detail and having each room be its own thing and curating vintage pieces and incorporating the local environment. We are now doing that on the largest scale we've ever done, which has been even more important to have each other as a team because I think neither of us would ever be able to do this alone. Definitely not
4: yeah yeah, there's so many decisions being made every single day with this project that we kind of just need to trust each other in making those decisions. And sometimes, yeah, you can't really like look back and you just kind of got to trust that this is the decision that you're making right now and this is what you're going to go with. But when you're making so many different ones, it's it's very tough.
3: The year they've spent renovating the inn has been one of the most challenging years of Rich and Sarah's life. They faced mental, physical, and financial exhaustion to get it to the point of being ready to be open. They spent every last penny they had, in addition to borrowing from friends and family and taking out a small business loan. As designers, their strength has always been in creating spaces, but this project required them to be a bit of everything. Marketers, business strategists, project managers, builders, cleaners, cooks, hosts, It was a year of finding the strength and endurance to continue on and about finding the resolve to continue standing up for their belief that this dream of theirs might just come true.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it's intense. Um, But I think through it all, in relation to our relationship, it does feel like when those incredible challenges come up, And then you know immediately that you are willing to do whatever it takes to fight through it and make it work. It's the same with our relationship.
3: Home renovations are proof that the best laid plans can go to hell in a hot minute. They always last longer than you expect, they're more expensive than you ever think they're going to be, and things go wrong that you never thought were going to go wrong.
5: Yeah, we've had very bad luck with water, ironically. Since moving to the desert, we have had pretty major roof leaks at times. While we had renters, and that was incredibly stressful. It just became worse after we tried to fix it. Yeah, Um, we had to
4: find a couple different roofers before we actually got it fixed. The first roofer just made it so much worse, and then he just destroyed the roof.
5: The ceiling actually caved in Mm -hmm. because... He did such a bad job. It was pretty disastrous. But
4: But now we have a great roof. Now it's
5: beautiful, nicely insulated. We put a new shiplap ceiling up. So it ended up better in the end. But it was definitely one of the most stressful times.
4: Yeah, and then the other big issue that we had was once we moved to the hacienda that we live in now, after being here for like six months or something, we got a water bill. And that was just like really, really expensive. There was no sign of a leak anywhere, but apparently the water meter said that a ton of water went through it. We had the water company come out, and then they couldn't find any like sign of a leak. They were just like, well, the meter said it went through, so it must have gone through. And we fought it as hard as we could. Unfortunately, they wouldn't budge. We still had to had to pay that, so that was a pretty tough hit.
5: Yeah, so now with the Tucson place, we are being very, very careful with the new roof.
4: <laughs> yeah, and all new roofs. So that's yep, great. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But all the time, the little things are coming up. Like we are renovating the kitchens there, and we thought that we were going to be using the existing base cabinets um, and reusing them. And then as soon as the oven got in, we realized, oh, These cabinets are not a standard size. We should not have assumed that they were. And now it's like, okay, well, here's another project in addition to the thousand projects. We'll make it work, and it'll probably end up being better.
4: Oh, it'll be a lot better.
5: We've always felt that we will fight through whatever comes up because we want to be together, and we know that we want to make this work however possible. So yeah, there's definitely a parallel between the projects and Mm -hmm. our relationship. And once those challenges come up, it's like almost refreshing or relieving of like, okay, well now we know what the challenge is and we can figure it out from here.
4: Yeah, well said.
5: (laughs) (laughs) There's always a solution if you want one. Yeah. How are you guys making sure that you set time aside for just your relationship?
4: Right now it's pretty difficult with the Tucson project that it's kind of just, we're just trying to get through that at the moment, like renovation wise and stuff for money reasons. Like we have to get it done. It's a little bit hard. We still try to like take time to like go and enjoy a hike and or go out to dinner or something. But this is probably the hardest project that we've worked on. So it's it's definitely been a little bit hard with this project. Right now, uh, we're in Joshua Tree, back, back home. So, that's been a nice way to kind of get away from that project and kind of st- like be present again and enjoy enjoy our time together and just enjoy like our garden and our house and our time with our cats. And we have friends visiting this week, and they're awesome to really they, like bring us down to earth and get to stay present with them as well. So.
5: No matter how much we're working, we'll always make sure to, at the very least, just watch the sunset. And so we always have at least that break. At the moment, our work-life balance is definitely mostly work. But ultimately, it's all work that we love and are passionate about, and we would be doing it anyways. So it doesn't feel so much like there needs to be this line to divide the two but we are pretty tired to be honest.
3: Think your marriage is better now because you left your corporate jobs? Having done this, taking on all these projects. And do you feel happier? Does your marriage feel stronger?
5: Yeah, definitely. All of those challenges, every time something like that comes up, it makes us feel stronger. The desert in general has made us feel stronger. The extreme weather here, being able to handle anything that comes up, like how to how to fix. Yeah. Literally how to fix our house has taught us how to just be comfortable with things going wrong, whether it's with our house or with our relationship and just figuring it out.
4: There's always, like, we'll always find a way to work through it.
1: This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza, with special thanks to Rich and Sarah Combs. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Ramsey Young. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klang. Theme song by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com that's j o at committedpodcast.com you can grab a copy of joe's book how to be married on amazon or wherever books are sold committed is a production of iheart radio and produced in our studios located in atlanta georgia for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, radio visit the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows